For the first time ever, I am thrilled to say we have an official sponsor for the Dirk Talk podcast, and that's Ariat. I've worn Ariat boots on every job site I've visited over the years, traveling in them across five continents. More importantly, I have yet to find a single project where working folks, unlike me, are not wearing Ariat boots and workwear in every condition imaginable. And there's really good reason for that. And that's because it's phenomenal stuff. And the more I've learned about Ariat and the company, the more I've loved their brand. So with this, Ariat is offering any Dirt Talk listener 10% off their next Ariat order at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk. That's 10% off boots, jeans, and workwear at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk or at the link in this episode's description. With that, let's get to the show. Welcome back to Dirt Talk. This is Alex Horton, co-host of the Dirt Talk podcast on a mission to make the dirt world a better place. This week, we've got a great episode. It it was awesome. We had Dana and Caroline from the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, and we had them on Dirt Talk this week to talk about Con Expo slash Con Ag, the massive equipment show slash dirt world family reunion that happens in Vegas every three years. They're a lot of fun and were great sports, even though I personally had some technical difficulties. So very thankful for that. The show is a massive undertaking, and after listening to the conversation, you'll see what I mean. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation Aaron had with Caroline and Dana from AEM. I've really been looking forward to talking to you guys. So again, just thanks for being willing to go on with us and talk about Con Expo. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Con Expo, Con Ag, can you guys... First, explain to those that live under a rock what the heck a Con Expo Con Ag is. <laughs> I, I will. That's hilarious. Um, I, I'll take that. This is Dana. Um, Con Expo Con Ag is, um, we, I, I like to almost refer to it as like the ultimate family reunion of the construction industry. It, um, you know, brings construction professionals together. It covers um, nearly every major construction sector um, in Las Vegas once every three years, uh, five days long. It pretty much covers anything and and everything that that you may want to see or need or need to learn about within the construction industry. Yeah, it's 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 pretty absurd. I mean, every <laughs> before I went the first time, everybody was like, "Just bring your bring your good walking shoes because you are going to be walking." And that was a a, a massive understatement because the place is it's ridiculous what you guys pull off. Oh yes, as staff, it's funny you talk about shoes. As staff, we have a very passionate discussion about what shoes to to wear ourselves to prepare for the show, and we try to pass pass that knowledge on to to newbie staff as well. And it's, they have the same reaction that you did to be like, oh, I didn't really understand what you meant until after they experience it. What, what is the, the preferred shoe of the Con Expo staff? Oh, Caroline has to answer that. She probably logs them more miles than anybody else. <laughs> I for sure would recommend a sneaker. <laughs> There's no way I can. Although we have had staff that have ventured into fancier shoes and we all look at them like they're crazy. Okay, good. So if you're if you're new to Con Expo, keep your fancy shoes at home, everybody. <laughs> That's right. Like I was, yeah. 
break out your good athletic shoes. <laughs> yeah, it, it was actually funny. I knew people bragging about how many steps they walked on the last last Con Expo show. They're posting about it on social media. Like, yeah, I did 30,000 steps today. I'm like, good grief. That's so true. Mm-hmm. One year we did a contest amongst our staff to see who could log the most steps. And <laughs> I will brag that I was on the winning team. <laughs> uh, so so the, the show, what what... What's the real purpose of the show? What do you guys try to accomplish beyond, you know, you said being a, a reunion for the industry, which is an enormous function. And it's really the only time the industry gets together in one spot, which is exciting enough. But what's what's the main purpose of, of the show? Well, really, I mean, the main purpose of the show is to, to, to connect people, to connect buyers and sellers, to connect experts from really every major construction sector. You know, we want attendees at the show to be able to meet the people who make the machines to discover, you know, new technologies, innovative solutions. Um, and, and obviously too, as we talk about, you know, um, like it's a reunion, you know, it's a community. It's, it's like a, a family of those in the construction industry and, and bringing everyone together in one spot allows, you know, for you to network with peers, learn, build relationships. And ultimately, I mean, that's obviously very beneficial both to attendees in addition to those companies, those manufacturers that exhibit to to foster that that relationship building. What was the first Con Expo? What when did it when did this whole thing even start? How long ago? Oh Lord, I don't have my historical facts totally oh. handy, but it's been I going believe on a while. The first show, I mean, this is predecessors. It wasn't called Con Expo, Con Egg way back in the day, but it was in um, 1909, I believe, was the predecessor of those shows. Wow. And um, to give you a little bit of fun facts that you may or may not know, um, Con Expo, Con Egg, before it was that, it was actually came from two separate shows, one being Con Expo, one being Con Egg. And they each have different, you know, roots dating back to the... One is the early 1900s. The other is, I think, like mid-1900s. But um, yeah, they, they were two separate shows. And some people always ask too, like, well, why is it every three years? And it actually comes from that. Con Expo used to be held once every six years. Con Ag used to be held once every two years. So when they came together in like the mid-90s, that's when that once every three-year pattern got established. And and that's what we follow today. You're, you're answering my questions for me. I was going to ask, why is it every three years? And there we go. Oh, so, I mean, that's the real reason. And it was to align with um, uh, uh, the rotation of like international trade shows within the industry. Yeah. And of course, as staff, we would like to say there's no possible way that we could do this more than <laughs> once every three years. It, you know, it's such a large undertaking. Yeah. You Caroline giggling over that one. Yeah, totally. Because logistically, you know, for us to gather 2.7 million square feet of space and 2,300 exhibitors, it's just hard to imagine doing that more often than every three years. Carolyn, right? I thought you just you just hang out for, you know, two and a half years and really ramp up in, in that six month period. So you don't yeah. just hang out? Oh, I wish. <laughs> no, we we begin planning the next show before the one before it even happens. So, uh, yeah, it definitely takes us the three years to, to put it all together and to come up with our latest and greatest changes and, and improvements and grow the show every year, every show we have. So there's there's plenty of work to do on those off years. What goes on behind the scenes? Like what exactly does go on in the off years? Because we're in you know, that off period right now. Things are, I know, starting to ramp up. 
what what actually goes on behind the scenes to pull these things off before you even start setting up? Oh goodness, really so much. I'll, I'll chime in a little bit, and then Caroline, you can speak to some stuff too. Um, like we said before, we kind of laugh as staff because, of course, you know, um, outside there's there's off years. There's the year you have the show, and then there's the other years. And for staff, it's like there is no off year. We're just always on. We're always planning. Like Caroline said, we either planning for the current show coming up or the one after it already. Um, and, and behind the scenes, there's, there's a ton of logistical stuff. And Caroline, I think, is better suited to talk to that and can share some information. But we also work a lot across industry groups. So we partner with like leading industry groups and associations to guide the development of our show's education program. We haven't mentioned that. We have 180 sessions that we offer of educational content at the show. So obviously that takes some time to, um, you know, prepare and develop. And also speaking of education, um, you know, we've, we also do a lot of um, interaction with our audience in the, what I'll say is the non show years. So we have our, um, of course, our social media accounts that we're very active on. We have our newsletter, ConExpo 365, and we have our own podcast too, ConExpo Radio, um, and then new this year, we um, introduced the ConExpo Tech Talks, which were free, live, and on-demand education sessions that were focused on technology. And, and the topics kind of ranged. And of course, Aaron, you know, you are familiar with these since you are, were a host on one of our sessions for that. So that was something, you know, that we're, we're kind of just constantly interacting with our audience and finding ways to um, communicate with them and, you know, help share what's going on in the industry and what's new. Um, and of course, Caroline can, can speak to the, the, quite the logistic lift that goes on as well as we, as we ramp up towards the show. Yeah, I mean, the logistics of getting 2,300 exhibitors moved into the space in a short amount of time is, you know, a, a challenge. <laughs> um, and it's a little bit of a game of Tetris. Um, so it, we, you know, map out where all the exhibits are going to go ahead of time. And then also it's a game of Tetris to get everybody in there, to get all of those 2,300 exhibitors in their space with their huge displays. Um, each exhibitor is assigned a specific move-in date that's determined by the size of their booth and the equipment they bring and everything that's going on around them. Um, and so we have a calculated science of them all coming in slowly, a little bit of organized chaos, we like to call it. <laughs> yeah, I... I actually went to set up this past show and it's like someone stepped on an ant pile. I mean, it is just <laughs> like there are just people and machines and bottles of pine saw everywhere. Watch it's, your step. It's spectacular. I, it's, 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 I, I mean, I almost enjoyed the setup more than the show because it is just like, how do they get all of these machines in here so fast? And it's not like, these exhibitors bring their little tablecloth and their their <laughs> koozies. It's like no, they you know, cat rolls in their three ninety five excavator, and Komatsu needs to bring in their twelve fifty into into the convention center. It's it's it, the mm -hmm. logistic. It's crazy. So true. Yeah, the the logistics of um, coordinating all of that between those large exhibitors, you know, bringing in cranes in pieces. Um, that's what comes in first, of course, the biggest things first. Yeah. Um, and uh, they come in by pieces and then we just kind of move on from, you know, the next biggest pieces. 
Um, but overall, I mean, those exhibitors are bringing in a lot of freight. I mean, we had just one exhibitor bring in 200 loads of dirt for their display. So, I mean, that yes. alone took days for them to load in all of that dirt. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite something. That was one of the more, I'm sure, ambitious um, <laughs> ambitious booths to date. You got it. And you, and you were right about, you know, it, it, it's not just a table with a tablecloth. It's buildings. You know, they're full kitchens and two-story structures. And, you know, it's it's a big ordeal for five days. Yeah. Dana, I did just want to mention, you know, Tech Talks, the podcast, they're both wonderful. So if if you're listening, you haven't checked out the Con Expo podcast or Tech Talks, and, and Tech Talks are ongoing, is that correct? Yeah. So we have um, some scheduled live events, but of course we have a whole content library of free, just on demand, you know, whenever you feel like going and checking it out, you can do it. And um, those are, they're on our website. So you can go to conexpoconag.com and you'll see it there or it's like backslash tech talks. But um, I, I'd encourage anyone to check it out. I know they have topics on like machine control, grade control, team development, technology, telematic. I mean, it's just kind of all over the place, but a lot of really great stuff in there. Excellent. Yeah, I, I hosted the telematics call and I had a great time with it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I learned a lot. So there we go. You guys might have, might be some of the luckiest folks like ever as far as timing is concerned because the last show was like, and I know it wasn't totally lucky, but it was like <laughs> right up to the final moment of the country shutting down. Like what, what was that like to, you know, it, 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 the show was re- remarkably successful. Everyone loved it. Everyone had a ton of fun. And then, you know, that Friday, the entire country shuts down. What was, what was that like? Because that must have been, I, I, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall in those conversations because I know there was, you know, everybody, you, no one knew what the heck was going on, but you guys snuck in like just in the, it, it just the right moment. Because if it was the following week, the show wouldn't have happened. Yeah, it, I feel like one word can wrap up that whole experience and that is just surreal. Yeah. For so many different reasons. I mean, every time we have a show for, for us, for staff, you know, it's something that you're building towards for three years. So it's, it's this momentous occasion for us, you know. I mean, it, as Caroline is kind of mentioning, it takes so long to plan it, to build it, to set it up. And so it's this very, you know, climactic, we're here, we made it, this is great, and look at all this stuff going on. And, and you had this, of course, new added element of, um, you know, it wasn't a pandemic at that point, but it, it it was it was brewing, right? And and um, of course, because it, um, it really came internationally. You know, we had been watching for some time and and trying to, of course, stay on the cusp of all the information coming in of what is this? What do we have to do? We did so much. My goodness, especially when we were on site, it was like daily meetings with everyone, you know, checking information from the CDC, from the Nevada Health Department, working with our venues, working with our partners. And, um, and, and it really was just staying very true to getting all the information that we needed and making decisions. And I mean, every day it was essentially like a pulse check of, okay, um, is it still safe to operate? Are we, do we have any new guidance, you know, issued from any um, entities that we need to take into consideration? Who do we need to communicate with and what? And it was, it was definitely a challenge. And, and 
and we were, you know, we, we were extremely fortunate with the timing, you know, no one, no one knew on, on Monday of that week that by Friday, you know, like they, there were going to be a state of an emergency and the, you know, and, and things starting to close down. I mean, it was just kind of one of those that so much was changing day by day. And, and so we really just tried to do our best to stay on top of it and, and try to communicate as transparently as we could with everyone involved, as you can imagine, not only just the people coming to the show as attendees and also our exhibitors, but there's so, so many other people that are affected by the show when it comes to vendors that service it, you know, and, and all the people that work in those um, companies in the city of Las Vegas and all of our partners, you know, the hotels, the casinos, the restaurants, the bar. I mean, there were so many people that really were impacted by the show and people coming to it or, you know, um, hosting entertainment around it or anything like that, that um, it's a really big ripple effect, you know, once you start to think about it. Yeah. That's when I distinctly remember the country kind of just shutting down was right. I went and I got home from Con Expo. (laughs) Yeah. We we use that as a scale. It's like you, you went from this high of being with a hundred thousand people to now never leaving your home. (laughs) You know, it was like the biggest dream. It was (laughs) crazy. Well, I just, I can't, I can't imagine you guys are already trying to set up this whole show and then trying to balance all that. That's, that's a lot going on, but that was, that was 2020, obviously. So the next show is in 2023. Correct. It is. Um, uh, Yep, in 2023. And you would think I would have the dates like so handy right off the top of my head. (laughs) March 14th 14th through the 18th. Thank you, Caroline. (laughs) Okay, March 14th through the 18th. And it will be in Vegas again. It's always in Vegas, correct? It is always always in Vegas. Yep, it will be at the Las Vegas Convention Center and the Festival Grounds, the Las Vegas Festival Grounds. That was our, our new venue that we added in 2020. And also new for 2023 is um, the Las Vegas Convention Center is going to have that new um, exhibit hall built. So if people remember when they were at the 2020 show, there was um, a giant construction site across the street, and that was the Las Vegas Convention Center building their new exhibit hall. So that is open. Um, actually, Caroline and I are going out to Las Vegas in a couple weeks to check that out. And of course, you know, we're planning for the 23 show, but that's going to be part of our footprint in 2023. So we're pretty excited about that too. Wow! And and you mentioned the f- the festival grounds. That was a big that was a big addition to last year's show because. What 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 brought that on? Because it, that was a that was a huge space and a, a huge difference from the previous show, which was entirely within the convention center and and those outside parking lots. But you guys added a whole lot of space with the festival grounds. We did, and and really the the primary driver of it was the fact that, um, as I mentioned, you know, the Las Vegas Convention Center was going to be in construction of that new exhibit hall. So formally, that used to essentially be a giant parking lot. It, used, it was called the Gold Lot for people that are familiar with the show and, and know the names of all the lots. So the Gold Lot, you know, is just a big surface, kind of like parking lot, and we used it for exhibits. And of course, when that was under construction and we're not able to use it, you know, we needed to be able to have space to accommodate our exhibits. So that's when we brought on the festival grounds and, um, and actually we're, you know, we're, we're continuing to use that and expanding our campus. And, um, it's, it's really going to be great for us in terms of being able to have, you know, even more space and, you know, more of an opportunity to feature companies and products. And, um, and it actually makes the 
sort of like the interconnectivity of the campus really excellent this time since like I mentioned, there's that that new convention hall. So everything's going to be closer together, even though the campus is, you know, bigger in essence, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very excited to see that because that's, that, that's a huge new center that they're building. It wasn't like a little addition. They're building like <laughs> at a whole new conference. Oh, yeah. A huge exhibition hall and um, a meeting complex. I can't even remember how many meeting rooms are in there. I don't know if you remember, Caroline, a ton. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great description. A ton, a ton, yes. a ton. Well, and they also talking about new, exciting things at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Um, they just opened up that new loop as well. Have you heard about that, Aaron? Briefly, but explain that. The Boring Company has um, installed an underground tunnel underneath the Las Vegas Convention Center campus to move people. And they're calling it the loop or like a people mover. So you get into a Tesla under under a tunnel and you can travel from one end of the campus to the other in one minute, which would normally have taken a 15-minute walk. And now you can hop in one of these cars, which I think right now are being um, operated by people, but the plan is for them to be autonomous um, down the road. So... Uh, it's an exciting new addition to the campus, and we're excited about having more opportunities to get people around the show. That is completely ridiculous. <laughs> but 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 as we explained, like we're talking about how big it is, but you don't really understand how big it is until you go, and then you're like, okay, like it's not. I don't even know if it's physically possible to see the entire show in a single day. Oh gosh, no. That's yeah. part of the reason why it's five. Yeah, I mean, you could you can spend all five days seeing completely different stuff, including all the educational, um, educational. What are they? What are, what's the technical term for those again? Well, we just sessions. The sessions, education yes. sessions, classes. Correct. Yeah, if you throw those into the mix, you you have mm-hmm. a very full five days. Absolutely. So, how long does this whole thing actually take to set up? Like, when do you? When before the show? When before? This March 14th of 2023, will you guys be there and be working on this thing? It's about a month. Um, So we definitely use more time in the outdoor lots to set up because obviously the cranes, you know, and those outdoor booths take a little bit longer to get that in. So we use um, about a month full, but uh, the indoor space only uses nine days to get into um, that convention center. So that is also amazing how quickly that all goes in. But I mean, we mentioned before the, the uniqueness of our equipment to, to get that in is no easy feat. But we also have unusual equipment, you know, larger pieces, heavy pieces, pieces that can't just drive on the road and come in. So we have to um, block off the roads and have a police escort in the middle of the night to bring equipment in. Um, so it's a the logistics challenge, but uh, yeah, 29 days to to set up and then move out is a little bit faster. That we can do in 17 days. Um, and as the show closes, if if you've been there at the end, it's it's like a parade. Um, as soon as the show closes, it's just anything that's mobile heads out the doors and heads out of the lots, and it's a parade down the. Las Vegas streets. Um, it's kind of amazing how quickly it all tears down. But obviously, cranes and bigger equipment take a little bit longer, and those big structures take longer to to kind of tear it all down and clean it up. But yeah, all in all, we're we're about uh, a little over a month in and out. Yeah, the the tear down is actually 
quite interesting too because you're not kidding. Like the door closes on the show and there's already trucks on low boys, it feels like. Oh, 100%. Yep. There's no time to waste. <laughs> That's right. And is it determined by like the convention center gives you a window to operate within and, and you need to meet their deadlines and they kind of work with you as far as what you need as well? Exactly. And then again, it's a calculated science for the exit, just like I mentioned in the in the coming in, um, in the installation, we have a, a calculated uh, dance to get everybody out to where each exhibitor is assigned a date and time to exit. So it's, um, you know, making sure that we're not taking someone from the middle, you know, we got to work from the door back. So it's a, it's a very calculated science to make sure it's all safe and efficient to get everybody home and out of there and um, can enjoy their new pieces of equipment that they bought. <laughs> yeah. Where do all the machines go? Are, are all the machines typically sold? A lot of them are. Um, a lot of them come to the show sold. You'll sometimes hear exhibitors say that this one is, you know, in route. They bring it to the show and then it's off to a customer after it's been displayed there. But now, there's also equipment sold right at the show as well. Yeah. I know. I've always wondered that. And because it is a business at the end of the day with secret equipment, because I know a lot of these manufacturers, they roll equipment out at the show, right? That equipment's never been seen before and that the show is the first time for them to unveil it publicly. So is there is there like sneaky stuff around that 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 people have to be aware of? How do how do you keep a an enormous machine a secret? <laughs> yeah, we definitely have worked with exhibitors on um, unveiling a new product. Um, so they will you know have that as part of their marketing un you know reveal, um, and we might just have a tarp you know a sheet over it or a tarp over it until they have their big press conference when they unveil their new piece of equipment. But sometimes we'll know about it and yeah, we're sworn to secrecy that we need to keep it under wraps because they're waiting for the big moment. Wow. Well, I won't, I won't make you uh, spill any secrets here. <laughs> you, you said, I think it was, I think both of you guys said it's 2,300 exhibitors. Now, okay, I can think of like 20 heavy equipment companies, but there's, you know, 20 and 2300 is a big gap. So it's not just big cranes and big excavators and big trucks, is it? Like, what's, what else can I find there beyond just massive pieces of heavy equipment? Oh my goodness, that everything. <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to say that so generally, but, but truly, if, if it is, um, you know, used, Within the construction industry, you're probably going to find it at the show. Um, we have. Um, it, it's funny because we're we're at the point of the show where we actually just um, we just launched our our sales process to exhibitors. You know, for anyone interested in exhibiting at the show. So we internally we've been working a lot on this, and we we categorize everything. So if an exhibitor is interested in coming into the show, we have categories of where does your product fit? Does it fit in this category, that or not? And that you know kind of speaks to eventually when Caroline was talking about where we put things at the show. We of course try to group things together. And that product category listing, my goodness, Caroline, take a guess at how many products must be on there. Hundreds. <laughs> um, I mean, we have like, like Dana was saying, like we have the major product categories and that helps us guide those 10 exhibit areas. So we have, you know, earth moving, lifting, aggregate, asphalt, the IFB show, the fluid power and hydraulics portion. So there's the big buckets and then underneath those big buckets, there's 
you know, all the, what we call subcategories. So, you know, all of the products and, and services related to aggregates, you know, are also going to be in that exhibit area. So we kind of take it from big uh, categories and then take it down to smaller categories. But yeah, she's right. It's, it's all encompassing. If it's construction related, you're going to see it there. Well, it is. And you don't really understand how many companies there are and how many products there are until you go to one of these shows. And you're like, because I'll walk into a whole other building that I didn't even know was there. It's, and there'll be like, you know, 500 companies in this building that sell anything from traffic cones to blinky lights. And you're like, wow, there's a lot of people supporting this industry. It's a huge, huge world. Absolutely. We often hear people say that they, uh, one of the things they love about the show is they come for those, you know, what did you say, 20 that you can think of. Um, but then they, they come around a corner and see something they had never thought of or had, you know, had at their forefront, but um, they come to the show and there it is. And, and they're opened up to some new idea or innovation or product that they're really excited about. Mm-hmm. Say, say I've never been to a show which is not true. I've, I've been to shows and because I, I, I love them. But say I've never been to a show. What is, so I walk up to an exhibit, walk up to a booth. What, what am I going to see? Can you paint the picture? You know, what, I'm going to see equipment. You know, who are the people that are going to be there? What are the kinds of conversations I'm going to have? What, what, is that, what is the experience with just a booth actually look like? Really, I mean, obviously, the size and the scale of booths at the show range from um, a small 10 by 10 exhibit to um, exhibits that are 70,000 square feet outdoors. And they, like, like we've been talking about, it's almost like a little mini um, city, you know, that they've created. But really, you know, in, in any of these cases, I think, you know, part of the benefit of coming to these, you know, trade shows is you get to see that product, you get to touch that product. You get to, you know, if it's a piece of equipment, you're sitting in it, you're touching the controls, you're talking to the people from that manufacturing company who engineered it, who designed it, who built it. You can ask them questions, get feedback, tell them what you don't like about it. You know, I mean, whatever it may be, that kind of interaction and access to um, those people who make the machines is, you know, something that you you really don't find anywhere else. You know, you don't find at your local dealer or anything like that. And oftentimes too, a lot of these companies, these exhibitors, they have these interactive demonstrations. So you're you're actually able to operate, you know, that equipment or you're in a simulator that is, you know, operating it. So um, there's really such great opportunities with that. And a lot of the companies too, you know, they have their own. I mean, we talk about, you know, I've mentioned a few times, like the show has an educational program and everything like that. But, you know, we have to keep in mind that, you know, for our attendees coming to the show, there's so much content and great, you know, learning opportunity everywhere, all across the show floor as well too, not just the education program that the show offers, but many of the exhibitors as well are offering, you know, um, be it, you know, talks or um, discussions about, you know, economic forecasts in the industry or anything like that, that, that you know, a lot of these companies are, are offering great educational content within their booths in addition to being able to, like I said, you know, see the equipment, touch it, talk to the designers and, and everything that goes along with it. So um, it kind of is a full sensory experience when you're coming to the show. You know, it, it is really unique too, because you come to the show and it's not a bunch of salespeople trying to sell you products. It's just, 
like you talked about, the people that design the products are there. And I'll use one booth, for example. I won't say who it is, but you know, at this at this booth the last time around, you'll have uh, their their instructors actually operating equipment. You'll have engineers who've designed the equipment. You'll have some of the marketing folks who know every single stat about that machine. And then you look over and there's the CEO of the company right there. And it's just a, mm-hmm. a it's such an interesting group of of individuals at every one of these booths. And this is, I mean, it's a big deal. Even these multi-billion dollar companies, they'll have their top brass there shaking hands and making a presence because this is, it's like the Super Bowl for the industry. It's a, it, you don't want to miss it. Absolutely. Now, again, we've talked about the big companies, but what's the value in in going as a small company? Say I'm this startup building, you know, making a a new product for the construction industry, and I've never I've never thought of going to a con expo before, and you know, my my budget might not be super enormous for marketing, and and I'm I'm on the fence about it. Why would I Why would I spend the money and time to go to Vegas and and, and exhibit at Con Expo as a, as a smaller company? I, I really think it goes back to, um, you know, the, the size, the scale, the scope. You know, we have all of these people coming to the show, these attendees, and, and, and what they're looking for just, just ranges across so many different products. And 80% of the attendees are involved in purchase decisions. So these folks are coming to the show looking to buy or looking to make those final decisions on purchase and they're influencing it. And it, and it's funny, we were doing some additional research and, and a couple other stats that I found very interesting. Again, over 80% of attendees come to the show with the intent to do business with their preferred manufacturer. But half of those people said they're also shopping the competition, especially if their preferred brand isn't there. So, I mean, it people are there to see what's new. You know, we hear time and time again, but that is one of the top reasons why attendees come to this show. They tell us there is literally nowhere else better to go to find what is new. And and it's interesting how that definition can vary for people too. We hear so much, you know, Caroline talked about it earlier, like that serendipity factor of people walking the show and they turn a corner and they're like, oh my God, I had no idea this product even existed. Like, this is game-changing for me. This is going to solve XYZ problem. And it may not be some new product that is... you know, It just may be that someone didn't even know that your company was out there and your product was there. And they found you at the show. Yeah. And, and even with the smaller booths, the, the amount of foot traffic is insane. Like, you'll be in the back corner of some one of the convention halls with the smaller booths, and it'll still be packed with people. It's it's like there's just people at and and at every square foot of this show at all times. Oh, absolutely. And you know, you have a lot of people coming into the show and as we mentioned, you know, it's 5 days, you know. It's all day, 5 days long and and it's busy, you know. People are there to they are there to to do business and to see what's new. We <laughs> I laugh because we it comes to mind uh some new attendees coming to the show and we, you know, we do conversations with them and, you know, to see how it went, what they expected. And, and we hear sometimes from people where they're like, yeah, I wasn't really that familiar with the show. I came out figuring, hey, it's like a Vegas vacation. I'm going to maybe go to the show for, you know, a day and then I'll go have fun in Las Vegas. And then they're like, oh my God, I had no idea. I spent all my time at the show and then my significant other was kind of irritated with me because they thought we were going to have this fun Vegas trip. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's so great. And, you know, so 
um, it, I think it just goes to speak towards the the value that people see in in coming to the show and everything that they can see and um, discover there. Yeah, and, there, and then there's are, there are those people too that do the show and do Vegas, and I don't know how how the hell they do it. It's 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 insane to do both. <laughs> I'm not sure either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they're 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 out there because I saw them the last time and I just sat there in <laughs> awe. Like I don't know how you people do this. Um, because I got done with the show, you know, and I was in bed at eight o'clock every night, just wiped and, and <laughs> trying to get ready for the next day. I mean, it's great. To, I mean, Vegas has so much to offer. It is great to have all of this, you know, entertainment and nightlight and great restaurants and everything to fill your nights with. But but you're right. I, I mean, I have a feeling that it's like, do you just go home and you get off the plane and then you sleep for like three days straight? Because we're, <laughs> I mean, we're we're wiped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. I should have probably brought this up at the beginning of the podcast, but but who do you guys work for? Like, I, you're AEM, I know that, but what 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 is AEM and what why does AEM put on Con Expo Con Ag? Sure. So AEM stands for the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. So we're um, obviously a, a trade organization, and and our members are those manufacturers. You know, the the, the folks that that make the equipment that you see, you know, displayed and featured as exhibits at the show. And um, one of the unique things that I like to, you know, remind people about when it comes to Conexpo Conag and AEM is, you know, an association running the show is, it's really a show that's sort of what we like to say, it's by the industry for the industry. You know, Mm -hmm. there's, this is not a for-profit trade show with a, you know, shareholders in the background looking to make money off of people. This is, you know, an organization where, you know, as an association, we have a board, we have committees we report to and who sits on those committees. You know, the show has a show management committee who sits on there are OEM members, manufacturers and representatives for end users for, um, you know, our aggregates and asphalt and companies. So you have this mix of people that are in the industry and they are the ones that are helping to guide and lay out direction for the show. And anything that the show is doing and any success for the show, it's getting put right back into the industry through the activities that AEM does as an association. So whether that is, you know, advocating for the industry, you know, we have an office in Washington, we do a lot of advocating for, um, you know, things like infrastructure that's that's benefiting, you know, the industry and, and um, workforce development and, and all sorts of other stuff. So it really is kind of going back to like what I like to say, it's it's by the industry for the industry. There's a lot of really passionate people behind the show that, you know, they're looking for the show to um, be a, a platform, you know, for the industry to connect each other, inspire innovation and, and really, you know, just continue to invest back into the industry as a whole. And as, as an attendee, it makes me feel good knowing that you guys put this on because it's, it's again, I, I, I'm so suspicious of being sold stuff these days and you walk into a dealership and obviously they're going to say their machine is the best. I mean, it, it's, there's, there's definitely some bias there. Whereas I know you guys are that middle ground between all these manufacturers trying to balance all of these exhibitors and all of these companies and try to be fair. And it is very apparent that it is, it is quite fair. And I, I appreciate that how, again, you, you go to this show just to really enjoy and learn about the industry, not to just be 
sold products and handed brochures every every which way you turn. It's just not like that. It's it's really really enjoyable because you guys are that neutral party putting it all together in the middle. Yeah, it's it's great to hear. Um, sometimes it's tough being you know the, the the middle party, but you know we 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 have you know, we answer to both, right? You know, it's kind of like that. At, like at the end of the day, it's the attendees and the exhibitors and everybody's our customer. We have to look out for everyone's best interest. And we're, you know, we're trying to to get that reaction that you just talked about. You know, that's that's really um, what we're aiming for, you know, to make it as valuable as we can be and, and a beneficial event for for anyone that comes to it, whether you're looking there to, you know, showcase your products and maybe find some new customers, or you're just coming to the show to, you know, figure out how to solve a business challenge that's keeping you up at night or improve your bottom line or just, you know, make some connections in the network. Or just see cool stuff. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think I've talked about this. I might've talked about it on the Con Expo, Con Ag podcast, but it was, you know, I, I went when I was in college and it was my senior year. So it was 2017, wrapping up college just a few months before graduation. I drove up to Arizona or uh, drove up from Arizona to Vegas to go to the show just to see the damn thing. And I was, I was blown away. It was, it was extraordinary. And I had no intention of buying anything or I wasn't, uh, you know, I was working in the industry, but I wasn't actually making any purchasing decisions for the business I work for. Nothing. I, I was I was completely worthless to any any manufacturer there from a sales perspective, <laughs> but I just went to enjoy it, and I just wanted to at least mention it on the podcast that I wish more people went to just go enjoy it because it is such a fun time. I'm such a big fan of this industry for for many reasons, but but it really all just comes down to the quality of human being in this industry and and the humility that. That working hard brings and just blue collar folks in general, they're they're just a joy to be around. And that's this entire show is these hardworking people from around the United States and around the world that you get to interact with day to day. It's it's a blast. It, it really is. And and you know, it it's such a great point. You know, we have we have a lot of people too that um, you know, you you hear that, you know, that they they just come to <laughs> to look at all the cool stuff, you know, and, um, and it's a marvel. It, it's funny. Um, even from like the, the city of Las Vegas, you think that, you know, they would be like, Oh yeah, it's that show. And there again, they, they love it. All the partners that we work with in, within Las Vegas, whether it's like the hotels or the restaurants or whatever, I mean, they love it too. And they'll be like, Oh, can we, do you mind? Can we just come and look around the show? It's so cool. We've been watching it get built for the last month. And, you know, so there, there definitely is that, that um, excitement and, and joy there um, from a from a city who sees us once every three years, right? And the people within it. But yeah, yeah, there. I mean, our our mission. It, it, a lot of it is to get the word out about this industry and how cool it is. And that's that's the the fun thing about it is, like, you're not putting on. I mean, in all fairness, like an electronic show. I mean, that's really cool to a lot of people, but other people's like, okay, cool computer, man. I, I yeah, sick. But this, it's like you park a big excavator in front of everybody, anybody, man, woman, child, no matter where they're from, they're like, whoa, that is, that is really, really neat. Like this last show, I took my girlfriend at the time and she was blown away. She has no interest in any of this stuff. And yet she was like, holy, holy smokes, this stuff is crazy. This is, this is amazing. And it, it's just so appealing to anybody, no matter who you are or what your interests are. 
Absolutely. There are no kickbacks here. I just love Con Expo so much. So I know some of you might be suspicious about how complimentary I am, I am but I, I just, I, I'm a huge Con Expo fan and I was, I was excited about uh, to talk to you guys. Do, do you guys have any fun facts? Like how many people come to this thing? <laughs> well, there are, um, I think I mentioned 2.7 million square feet of space um, and 2,300 plus exhibitors. Um, over 100,000 people. That is an amazing amount of space just for exhibits. I mean, we're talking about 58 football fields of just booths. So that doesn't even count all the space we use for, you know, transportation and concessions and restrooms and all the other things that it takes to put on an event this size. Um, just moving these people around is is a is phenomenal. We use 200 shuttle buses to transfer people from 43 different hotels to the convention center and back and forth. Um, so we gave 98,000 rides um, in 2020 on those buses. But I mean, obviously people use other forms of transportation too, between the ride share and taxis and that monorail had uh, like 120,000 riders uh, through the time that we were there for 2020. So we have a phenomenal amount of people just moving this space in a short amount of time. And just to compare, I looked up how many people come and go from Disney World on any given day, and it's only 50,000 people. So just to give you a comparison of (laughs) the amount of crowd we're dealing with in a five-day window for for Conexpo Conag, it's just far bigger than than where you would expect a large crowd to be so take that disney world and you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned bathrooms i mean just yeah just it's that's like the little stuff you don't think about like okay but well, hey we need to make sure we have enough bathrooms for everybody or we need to make sure we have <laughs> enough buses or we need to make sure we have enough food it's it's there's a lot of details here beyond just making sure the exhibits look pretty you got it we had about 500 bathrooms so and we needed them <laughs> Wow. Now that is yeah. a fun fact. That's a fun <laughs> right? Fact. Yeah. Caroline I'm, I'm thinks the, of bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. I'm the lucky one that gets to count bathrooms and make sure there's enough. It's one of my passions. <laughs> <laughs> the the spaces themselves, what's like the the say I'm I'm an exhibitor, do they do I I I pay for everything. I pay you guys for the space according to how much I need. And then I'm the one in charge of building the booth and I can, do you guys have to approve booths or what does that process look like? Yeah. So they do, um, like you said, they're, they're pretty much on their own. Of course, there's rules around it to make sure everybody's safe and fair. Um, but there are, um, it is kind of up to the company to, to do what they want in their space and they are responsible for the costs associated with that. Um, but they do present to us a layout of what they're bringing. Of course, especially with the equipment that's brought in, it's important for us to know what's coming. Um, so we know how big it is, how much it weighs, um, how tall is it? I mean, we have to get a permit with the FAA to make sure that we're within the height restrictions of the area. So we're not interfering with flight patterns. So it's Mm -hmm. important for us. And we have to know the um, weight capacity because the buildings have limits on how heavy equipment can be in those buildings. So we have to know how heavy everything is and and how big it is. Um, And so, yes, we do ask exhibitors to send us a plan of what they're bringing and stats on their equipment. And 
um, so that we can make sure it's safe and within the rules. Gotcha. So you can't just sneak 200 loads of dirt in. You got to at least let Caroline know that you're going to bring that much. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah. Understood. Wow. Is there anything else, Dana, Caroline? What what else do we need to get in here? We've we've this is this has been pretty extensive. I've learned a lot. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I think I feel like. Gosh, yeah, we've talked about so much. I don't know if there's anything else to cover. When can I Go sign ahead. up? That's a good question. <laughs> so we have already started selling space for exhibitors. Um, that opened um, just a couple weeks ago. And um, so exhibitors are already submitting their applications for exhibit space. And we'll start drawing the floor plan for the 2023 show at the end of this year. Wow. Yep. And from um, the attendee side, if you're interested in attending, we will have our registration process available next summer. So, so around July-ish. Keep an, a lookout for then. Oh, I just thought of something that we haven't talked about. If, if people haven't already seen it, we were really excited to um, introduce our new logo and brand um, this, this actually just a few weeks ago, the beginning of May. Um, so we're really excited that we have um, a new Conex Boconic logo and um, our, our, our positioning statement that goes along with it. I mean, we kind of had this big process that we went through and went through a lot of feedback from attendees and exhibitors on, you know, the, the brand and the logo and, and what it means to them and what the show means to them and, you know, where we want the show sort of like vision still going in the future. But um, we were really excited about that. Um, there's really no way to show you, obviously, since you're listening to this, but um, I would say, you know, keep an eye out that we're going to have a, a, a new look. So when we send some of those communications out, you'll see our new logo on there. Awesome. And Alex can, he can put some information in the show notes to, to find you guys. And I guess to learn about the show and, and everything about it, is it just conexpoconag.com or where do people go to find out information? Is exactly it. Conexpoconag.com. Delightful. Yeah. I just, I, again, it's, if, if you're listening to this and have never been to a Conexpo, I could not recommend it more. Everybody I know really looks forward to these things. And we brought our whole company last year. I'm sure we'll bring our whole company again in in two years, which makes me nervous because that's going to be a lot of airfare. And I probably shouldn't be making that promise right now. But I I just want everybody to experience it. And and our people have have, you know, they're not going to be buying equipment. Or at least I said that before. I just bought a piece of equipment, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> but I just want them to experience the industry. And it's it's one of the best places other than going out to a job site. But it's just it's it's probably the best place to experience the industry in a safe setting without having to worry about visiting a job site or or doing anything like that. And and just the amount of information you're you have access to is ridiculous there. You can get every equipment question you've ever wondered about answered in one place in a five day period. So I really recommend going. Couldn't have said it better. You guys, you guys should really be paying me. I am, I am doing such a good job promoting Con Expo, Con Ag right now. Dana, Caroline, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on and, and talking about the show. And maybe we'll have to have you guys on again when it comes time to get people to sign up and we could talk about what's coming up and the exciting new stuff at the show once it all comes together. Yeah, we would love that. Thank you so much, Aaron, for having us. And we enjoyed 
talking with you and, you know, sharing some fun facts and, you know, little behind the scenes look at the show that um, some people may not be as familiar with. And we'd love to come back and, and talk with you more. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once we know what it looks like, let's, yeah. let's, let's roll it out Thank and get as many people, get, get our 10 listeners aware of this, of this show and this opportunity. <laughs> Thank you for your support and uh, being such a cheerleader for the show. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, I, in, in, in all honesty, I kind of snuck in on the first show cause I was wearing a cat shirt and I was a college kid. Um, so I need to repay you guys somehow, but <laughs> I'm a paying customer nowadays. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thank you thank you all right thank you bye bye and that was caroline and dana from aem thanks to them for making the time to be on the podcast we had a good time kind of hearing what they're working on um and just maybe getting a, a small uh grasp on just how big con expo is and how much work it takes to, to get that thing off the ground Really looking forward to uh, the next Con Expo, Con Ag, that happens in 2023 in Vegas. It's, it's going to be a, a party for sure. We have a couple announcements. One is we are about to launch a new contest for the podcast. Um, really looking forward to putting the information out on that. That's going to align with a couple other things we're, we're going to be launching soon. So please keep an ear and an eye out for that. Um, and then the other thing is we would ask that you can continue to share the podcast. Um, that's that's how we grow. We, we've kept our growth really organic, and we've we enjoyed really building this community together. Um, if you can, please rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Those are always very helpful, and we very, very much appreciate those for sure. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please reach out at dirttalk at buildwit.com. I love reading the emails we get. We, We enjoy all of them. And so thanks for sending them in and please keep it up. And with that, stay dirty.